Hello, welcome. This is Business Innovations with your host, Austin Kerr. This is my first episode, and I wanted to kick it off by talking about technology in the workplace. Technology is one of the things that's making the 2020s, the millennium, the millennium. It's one of the things that's changing the face of this world more than anything else. There, of course, is working with technologies. There's uh, companies like Google and Apple and Microsoft, which are kind of leading the way in the technology space. But there's a second question, which is, how does technology help your business? Do you need to hire out in order to get a technological advantage? Is there a way for it to help your day-to-day business? If you're working in a sector that is still pretty uh, basic, pretty uh, run-of-the-mill, is there, I wouldn't say run-of-the-mill, but if, if you're doing something that involves physical operations, so if you're in a mold remediation business, or if you're in a, a plumbing business, or something dealing with people, if you're a school, if you're educational, how much does technology really take a, a place in your line of work? And is there a way to kind of use that innovation now and today. So I found that it really just starts to, it takes that spark, spark in thinking, is there a better way to do this? Now, no matter what business you're in, that very, very beginning thought is generally what it, what leads someone to start a new business or to have a competitive advantage against someone else. If you are thinking, how can I do this better, then you're often on the right track. The extreme of that and where it becomes detrimental is when you start going into does, uh, it it would be a little bit more specifically like this needs to improve as opposed to what line of thinking, what uh, effort put out is going to be their most uh, remunerative. So fixing something that isn't broken is a good way to end up with nothing, but also not fixing things that are broken is a good way to also end up with nothing. So there's this uh, very fine line of is the the time that I'm putting into this certain avenue, into the certain venture worth the, is it going to bring me back more than I'm putting into it? So as someone who uses technology a lot in a program like Excel, there's always uh, simple formulas you can do. There's uh, long-running calculations to try to figure out uh, where your bottom line is or um, some analysis of, of a measure. And then there's also the uh, advanced approach. You can use uh, something like VBR, um, which is some more advanced type of formulas and uh, macros. And that's going to end up with a a sometimes better result, but it also takes time to set up. So to give a, a little bit more reality, I used to be a tour manager with uh, some rock and roll bands. And at one point, I... So just take one step back. If you're not familiar, there's a something that's a little bit time intensive, which is how to keep track of the inventory, the venues, uh, how much you're going to get paid, how much you got paid, how much you should sell, how much you did sell, inventory, these sorts of things. Um, And so 
this is maybe 10 years ago. I'm sure there's much more advanced software to keep track of this stuff now. Even at that time, there might have been, but it cost more money and we weren't too uh, successful at the beginning. So after doing a few tours and having to create lots of manual sheets and manual editing of things as we were going, uh, keeping track of venue receipts and stuff like that on uh, pieces of paper and then later having to reconcile them, I decided to work on a longer approach and I locked myself in uh, my office for, I don't know, maybe a week or two and I figured out how to use some of the Excel macros so that you could uh, have a list of venues with some uh, estimated numbers or some agreed upon numbers, have a list of shirts and then it would automatically create three sheets for each show that would all calculate back to the master sheet so you could see your inventory and your numbers as they were going. And something like that was very remunerative to me because for the next uh, five or six years, I continued to use those same sheets, those same formulas, and was able to come up with a very, very useful and very, very uh, uh, efficient way to set up for tours and to keep track of things. On the other side, there's times where I would be Let's say I was doing a tour and it was, was when I was creating these sheets manually or trying to come up with calculations and I would look at the uh, number of shirts sold that day and I hadn't prepared for using some sort of advanced calculation. Well, if I, instead of just doing it manually, decided, okay, well, maybe I can come up with some formula, some way of putting the uh, beginning stock to end stock and having it cross-reference to figure out how much was actually sold but not just for one item, but for a myriad of items with a myriad of sizes and then telling me, you know, how much I should order in the next run. If this is just for one day, as I did sometimes, I would might spend maybe six or seven hours coming up with all the formulas where counting it manually would have taken me 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And so that's a, a waste of time. That's not something that's uh, remunerative. So the big thing with technology is you have to use it in a way that will create a system, something that will be able to be used on and on and on. That's really the same whether it's technology or an internal process that you're trying to develop. It's not, it's generally not worthwhile to put the time in to figure out something if you're only going to use it once or twice. Really figuring out the best way to do something only becomes valuable if it's something that you're setting up for the future. So in the industry I currently work in, which is real estate, I've come up with several methods of using technology to analyze properties, to cross-reference. I've gotten uh, something that's very easy to get done for almost any business that's almost always uh, valuable. Is if you're dealing with any sort of product that has outside information, getting a good scraper is very, very valuable. You can go on to uh, Upwork or Fiverr and hire someone who's a little bit more proficient than you are, um, or a lot more proficient than you are if you have no idea about technology. And a scraping technology is something that will go through a certain website or various websites and pull information in an automatic format. And so you can generally hire someone to do one specific scraping job. Like let's say you wanted to get um, all of the emails of uh, businesses who are in the local area because you want to market to them and you want to specifically get their uh, state's uh, manager's email so that you could call them and sell your product, which will help them with their estate's problems. So you can hire someone um, on Fiverr very easily and you can look for a scraper and he can 
go and get you that giant list. But now you've kind of created an obligation because every time that you are going to need that list, if it is fruitful, you're going to have to do it over and over and over again. So if I were to kind of take that project and map it out on what I was going to do, I would at first want to pay someone just to, you know, maybe five or $20, $30 to do this scraping project. I'd say, okay, I want all these people emails in a, you know, five mile radius or whatever, because I need to verify, is this something that's worth further effort? It's not useful to get a whole system developed if something's going to be a dead in the first place. So you can uh, dip your foot in, you can get a certain list to come up with uh, either yourself or an employee who's going to call those people. You would then call those people, see what you can get out of it. Now, if you are actually getting something successful, now the next step, you wouldn't want to then just pay the guy to do the same thing over again. Or maybe you would one more time just to kind of confirm it. But if this is something that's actually useful to your business, the smart thing would, to do would be to get him to de develop or someone else to develop, giving the very exact specifications of what has happened. And you would then go and get some technology made where you could press a button and get this information. This might be a little bit more expensive on the upfront. It might take a little bit more time, but the advantage being that now you have a, a piece of technology that will do the job for you. You won't have to do any more uh, expensing towards that project because you've now created some sort of automation. It's a very, very basic sense of one way to do business and one way to run a business is to think of you know, employees and technology a little bit more uh, fluidly. I run across a lot of business owners or managers who think of employees and what they can do, which is very good. It's a good way to think, especially if you're dealing with people, is what can an employee do? But you should kind of uh, lay that over with what can technology do or an employee, which is the right tool for this exact purpose. Sometimes an employee and, you know, someone who has eyes, someone who knows and can analyze can be very valuable. And other times, software, if it's a repetitive action, if there's any way to use software, then that software will eliminate the repetitive action and leave your people to be people. I don't, I'm not a big advocate for getting rid of your workforce or using automation to get rid of any job. I think there is a very human component to business. But you have to think about that human component as it is. You don't want a human to be operating like a machine. You want humans to be humans. You want them to be able to make analytical decisions that do take emotion or have conversations with people that will create that bond because a machine never could do that. So if you have a, a retail business and you're paying your employees to keep track of inventory regularly, well, it might be worthwhile to figure out how to use a camera that will take, uh, you know, pictures or use AI software to figure out how many, how many of something's on a shelf and do that automatically. I wouldn't then suggest you fire the employee, but instead you could use that employee and have them have more conversations with your customers. The more conversations you have, the better and warmer someone will feel about your business. And that is also how you can make more money. So that's a, a little bit on the combination of work and business. And my name is Austin Kerr, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.